Welcome everybody and we are back. Berner and Barthy are here again to unplug another season of Central Coast Rugby. With well over 21,000 downloads already, prepare your ears for all the latest news, views and shit takes surrounding the sport and the community that ties us all together. Good chat, good footy, good fun. Take it away, boys. Thanks, Tomo. Another awesome intro as always. Stellar good. Awesome, mate. Barthy, how are you? Good, pal. Good, good. Thanks, Tomo. Another seamless introduction. Uh, it's good to be back for those of you who uh, are tuning in again. Uh, we'll hopefully be a little bit better this week, but yeah, trying out new systems, new programs, new platforms. The most important thing is that the same old dribble will continue. And we yes. thank you for tu- uh, tuning in. If you're new to the podcast, unfortunately, it doesn't get any better. No, and not at all. Get used to it because here, here we go. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? What's been going on? Mate, week's been good. Been very good. Uh, mate, just doing a bit of research, looking into um, how we can bolster the numbers down to the old, the once mighty Warwick Lions who are looking to become yeah. mighty once again. So uh, been doing a bit of research into how we can help players out there and the what we can class. do to try and get that club up and, up and running again. Yeah, well, it is touted as the Venice of the Central Coast. A lot of similarities between Venice and Wee Wee. Um, yeah. We haven't noticed. We haven't heard about it anyway. Um, but they, they're they looking like they're right is what we're sort of hearing at this stage. They're looking like they've got the got the cattle, So, uh, which is good, which is what we obviously want in the competition, but what we don't want is them not to have the cattle. So at this stage, it's uh, it's all looking positive, mate. And I told you Wee Wee would come good, mate. I don't know. Hey. I don't know what anyone's right now, to be honest. Um, yeah, best thing about that, mate. What? The B and B semi-final series. She's yes, on, baby. She's on. Exactly. That'll bring us to the five teams, and also the Lion of Shield might be back. We don't know. Maybe the person who's stolen it comes back well, this year. Could get maybe, shield. Maybe, maybe they've got in touch with someone and said, "Look, we've got the Lion of Shield." We all know that's in that very fine print underneath the Gosford rule about you know, the players is the Lion of Shield. So we'll see how we go. They might be kicked out of the comp first round. They play Hornsby and they don't have the shield. <laughs> the best. All right. Um, first thing, mate, the B&B Bitchman Bash. So look at this. Boom. It's up Woo, there. Here we go. Good at it this week. So I uh, had a bit of a competition. I put the post out last week as well. Uh, just to, I suppose we've got a month now until the season starts, so a little bit of time. So uh, something to sort of get get that competitive spirit up and also we've got some awesome sponsors that have jumped on board with the idea uh so if you haven't heard the bitchman bash so it is a competition uh it's we are logging it on the app strava uh so you can check out our instagram or or our facebook page for all the details but essentially you sign up to it and you got to log your kilometers so it can be through running it can be through hiking can be through swimming walking whatever it is um, and then the most individual kilometers for the next month. So the 12th of April is the cutoff, which is the Wednesday before round one. Uh, that's the cutoff. The, there's going to be $250 for the most individual kilometers. And also, is that five, thanks to? Uh, that is thanks to Sarah Lufay Dog Training. So very generous. Uh, Sarah got in touch with us in the off season and just said, look, do you, you know, do you want sponsorship? Um, and doesn't want anything for it at all, other than just wants to help promote just to grow the game. Has not asked for a yeah. single thing in return, um, which obviously we're not going to allow. We're going to keep um, spruiking the business at all. But um, just one of those awesome people. 
uh, the Central Coast just say, no, no, you guys do a great job. You know, here it is. So she's got on board with it and she's donating two fifty, dollars um, which is, you know, good. And, it, you know, nice incentive for that person who has the most kilometers. And then for the club, uh, Gus and the team at Aaron, Aaron Podiatra have got on board with that. And $500 goes to the winning club. So when you log on, you comment your club. So then we can track, you know, who's who's doing what from each club. And the most clubs, uh, most cases in the club, 500 bucks, which... Help me to go through the... Round yep. one, mate. Round one. Perfect time to have 500 bucks on the bar, isn't it? 100%. You want me to go through the clubs that are represented so far? I do. That'd be awesome. In no particular order, yep. the clubs that are represented in the club challenge, mm-hmm. uh, Team B&B, yeah, yep. good chance uh, looks They're strong. Favorites. They're favourites. They're on zero Ks at the moment, but that's fine. <laughs> both, both those Pelicans haven't done a thing yet. But uh, Team B&B, uh, the Trojans are there, the Lakes are there, Razorbacks, Woi Woi, that is all. That is all. So Razorback. if I didn't mention your club, off the top of my head, carry on, Avoca. Well, uh, Gosford, not Woi Woi, Gosford, sorry, aren't on there as well. Gosford. Uh, Gosford. Yeah, easy $500 you guys are going to be missing out on by not registering. Yeah. Um, we're just using a Strava app at, for no reason other than um, Berner had it and knows how it works. So uh, there's no kickbacks. There's nothing along those lines. There's no junk mail or anything like you get. It's just a way we can all share as a bit of a community to track that. One thing you forgot to add, well, if you did add it, I wasn't listening to you. There's a surprise. Um, to win the individual $250, thanks to Sarah Lou Fay, the best dog trainer in Australia, you have to post a picture of you walking your pooch at some point in time during your uh, kilometres. So get to it. Spread the yep. word. If you are already registered, you can invite your mates, Bernie. You, you'll know this better than me. Uh, you can invite your mates and or you can join. You can put them into the, the uh, challenge. Is that correct? Yeah, so you've got to be in the challenge to add somebody. So for the initial people that are, you know, if you've got somebody from your club uh, who's got you onto it, they can add you to the challenge. But uh, you can also add us, and then as soon as you follow us, we'll actually just put you straight into the challenge. So it's either B&B Burner or B&B Barthy. So we're both on there. So as soon as you follow us, just search in the Strava app. As soon as you find us, follow us. We'll get the notification, and then we'll just follow you back and put you straight into the challenge. Um, alternatively, if you've got a, a clubmate who's already in there that's got you onto it, they can just put you straight in if you're following them. So you don't need to um, to follow us. So. Um, mate, I was actually really keen for a strong start for Team B&B, to be honest. Um, yep. So another sort of personal battle with a uh, close friend of mine. Um, we've been Close friend? A close friend, mate. Um, acquaintance. Acquaintance, yeah. Probably a yep. better word. Uh, look, he's, you know, we've been doing a bit of running over the last few months and, um, you know, it gets a little bit competitive. And something he sort of hadn't ticked off was running 10Ks. And he ran 10Ks on Friday, which means that I then oh. had to run 11Ks on Saturday just to kind of get that 1K better than him. Um, yeah. But 5Ks in, I've done my calf. And oh. so, so I've had, but I've ran sort of 5Ks from home. So, because I, I want to do like, you know, 11K lap. So I've ran away from home to make sure that I come back. And um, as I've done that, I'm 5Ks into my calf's gone, I'm 5Ks from home. And I'm like, like, I've got to walk home or I've just got to put through the pain and run home. So I ran home, got through a slow 11Ks. So I've done that. Yeah. But at the start of the bash, which was Sunday, I've got nothing. I've got one leg. <laughs> so I've got no kilometers so far. So it's just walking for me for the next week or so. And hopefully I can um, <laughs> put some nice numbers up there. But at this well, stage, um, yeah, not good. 
if you're a listener and we have quite a few people who haven't uh, logged any kilometers yet uh, if you're a listener and you haven't joined jump on and, and join uh, what I will do is I'm going to give a quick shout out to who's leading should I say that yep you can do that hey why not Matthew Kong Matthew Kong has run 24 kilometers so that's 12 Ks in two days, 12 Ks each day. Yeah, he's so, good running uh, that. Good running. Yeah, Kong is leading, leading the individual challenge at this point in time. I think Wei Wei might, well. yeah, might be leading it as well because so Casey Woodford's another good long-distance runner that's on there as well. Here we go. Look out. I think Tim so, Lark's uh, got, some up there, got some Ks up there. I think he ran nine or so this morning for uh, for Terrigal. Unfortunately, on his team also was Todd Atkins. And last time I looked, there was zero kilometres next to Todd's name. So um, <laughs> That's unless, still the case. Unless Todd pulls his finger out, I think you know Tim's going to find the going tough uh, trying to carry the, the Trojans on his back. Sam Kenny's also in there for the Trojans as well, which is awesome. Cameron um, uh, Riddett punched out seven kilometres too, I think, this morning. Awesome. So. Good way to start the morning. So jump on board, even if you you know you don't want to run, you just want to. It does you know don't have to be a player, can be a supporter or anybody, and just um just want to go for walks, whatever it is, just log your kilometers, and it gets it, it is a good thing. It does get a little bit competitive between you and your mates. Also, um, that's what I've sort of found between um for myself and just getting you out of the house and just you know making sure you go for that run. It might be enough to just sort of get you out the door. So, but obviously prize money on the line as well if you want to uh, if you want to go that route, but. Spread the word, sign up because um, we've got a month to go. So, uh, got to have a competition to keep everybody uh, nice and healthy and fit for the for round one. That's the BNB Bitchum and Bash, mate. Have I covered everything? You have. Get on board. Let's do it. All right. A little bit sloppy with that one, wasn't I? All right. On to the next thing. Uh, so, mate, something I did want to talk That's about. Yeah, so I talk about the topic, then the calf it can impact you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the whole time as I'm clicking your button. <laughs> um, next thing that's coming out on the bottom, mate, as you can see that I'm really proud of these. It's just the clicking mm. of a button, but I'm really proud of these banners coming up, um, <laughs> mate. The Wallabies um, in a World Cup year, and I think it's this is a, I suppose something that I don't know if we've talked about so much on the podcast before, just about the Wallabies and sort of the you know the impact they have sort of on our game. And we are at a pretty, this year is a pretty big year in terms of Australian rugby just for it's, you know, it's quite well documented that numbers are sort of dwindling a little bit and it's been harder for rugby to get in the forefront of everyone's minds. I think they've made progress over sort of the last year or so, but before that it was at almost an all time low is what it sort of felt like. Um, But world cup year this year, and just sort of the impact that the Wallabies can actually have because you know, obviously they're going to be in front of our faces. We're going to get to understand, you know, to, to watch them, to meet all the players. And a lot of people don't really know who's in the Wallaby setup. They don't know the players that are in there. You don't have those household names like you had sort of, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And that is worrying signs. And that can lead to a lot of our juniors sort of choosing league over rugby, obviously a, a pretty direct competitor there. So it's a pretty big year for Australian rugby in terms of engaging the juniors, our seniors as well, but also really hitting the juniors hard. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty pivotal in the, over the next couple of years because I think we sort of need that success. So first of all, I know this is sort of oldish news if people are listening, but um, Eddie Jones getting appointed, Dave Rennie getting the boot. What did you make of that sort of scenario in terms of Australian rugby? Well, there's two ways you can look at it. Personally speaking, 
Um, I, I didn't like the appointment of, of Eddie Jones. I, I thought um, we employed Dave Rennie to take us to the to the World Cup, mm. and as the organisation, I think we've hit the panic button because our results were poor, and Eddie Jones was available, and I think he's um, we we jumped on board and and, and grabbed Eddie, Eddie Jones. Having said that, from a business perspective, I completely understand the the the, um, the decision, and I think um, I can see why they did it. Yeah, it makes it makes absolutely perfect sense. You've got uh, the most successful coach, I believe, in England's history available, who just happens to be an Australian who's coached the uh, Wallabies before and who has an exemplary coaching record. So it it does make perfect sense to to employ him. Um, I just. I felt for Dave uh, Rennie and I, I could see where he was taking the side and I really believed in the direction he was taking the side. But unfortunately, in a professionally uh, driven environment, uh, results need to, need to happen now and uh, they don't have patience um, for we can't afford to wait anymore, which I think is yeah. Yeah, sad. But, um, yeah, Dave Rennie got moved on. Um from purely and simply from a results perspective, it makes perfect sense. Um, and I reckon the poor old Palms are, are spewing. They let Eddie Jones go now. They've uh, the French just towed them up. Their worst yeah. result, worst result in Six Nations history. It might even be Five Nations history as well. What was the um, score? It was something like it was like 70, it was 60 or seventy hundred. Oh, yeah, was it? I thought it was like 60 or 70. Insane. I thought it was skewed. Well, they lost by 50 points or thereabouts. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're not they're not going real well since letting Eddie go. And what I will say about Eddie Jones, he's certainly uh, put rugby back in the uh, back in the news. Uh, and he, he will be very, very good in that regard. Uh, I just – I hope we do really well. I really do. Yeah, I think – See, I, I think it's a really good appointment. You feel you're gutted for Dave Rennie. And even when the news came out, you're thinking, what, why? Why is this? You, you want him to build a team. And you can see just from the behind-the-scenes shots and everything, he's really building a really good culture than the Wallabies, which is obviously what you want. And you want to have you want to be able to build that team leading into a World Cup. And then you get under a year out, and then you get the boot, which is very harsh. But I, I kind of like the appointment of Eddie Jones from what you said with the marketing perspective because he is the one coach that you could employ that is going to have media around him and is going to push for things and even straight away like one of his first uh, interviews he came out was just talking about rugby league stars it didn't mention anybody in particular who he wanted to get and then the obviously the media runs with it and says you know what what about this player what about matt burton and those guys and he just goes oh yeah, yeah we could probably have a look at him just that is a couple of headlines in itself and that's what we sort of need whereas and it's, I hate saying that because I feel like it's almost like watching reality television. That it's just such trash in a way, but it gets viewers. Mm. We need viewers. We need people to be tuning into rugby. And maybe it's going to take Eddie Jones. And if it does pay off and it does push Australian rugby into the spotlight, he's going to make that issue. He's going to make that so much grander than I think what Dave would have made it from a marketing perspective. I think yeah. he's going to talk so much more and create so many more headlines. And that's really what rugby needs. Like even the World Cup at the end of the year, just where we're sitting, so I've just got it up here, so sorry if I'm looking away, but just where we're sitting, uh, in our pool, we have Wales, Fiji, Georgia, Portugal, right? So Wales and Fiji, you think we'd, we're going to beat them. If we get out of that pool, it's England and Japan, Argentina. Well, you, don't, you don't think we're any chance against Georgia? 
Uh, I don't think. No, I reckon. I reckon we might top Georgia. Just in saying think, that, the way I the think way, Georgia beat Georgia beat the Welsh. I think a few oh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, well, if Georgia anyway. beat us, then Georgia Georgia beat us. I don't think we can do a podcast in Australia anymore, Matt. Um, <laughs> but on the other side of the draw, and this is where things could align really well, and this is why I'm saying it's such a big year. We're a genuine sniff of finishing top four or winning the thing because on the other side of the draw. In one of the pools is New Zealand, France, Italy. In the other pool is South Africa, Ireland, Scotland. Now, that's that's your top five there. So, uh, I think the top five, um, I think it's Ireland, France, and then it goes New Zealand, South Africa, Scotland. So, the top five are on one side of the draw. And really, mm. as like competitive nations on our side of the draw, we've only got really England and Wales. That's it. And England are obviously up the shit. Wales isn't much better. So, we're the top team on that side of the draw sort of moving forward. And I think that's... Mm. You know, if Eddie can get a lock on that, I think it's obviously successes is, is the number one thing that can drive so many avenues. But I think that's success pushing forward there. And if we can get that semi final spot, that's where rugby is going to be in the forefront of Australia's minds. And that's where really we need to be with generating this, you know, this younger generation sort of coming through and getting to know these players and seeing, you know, whether it's Tom Banks or whether it's, you know, um, whoever the player is going to be, whether it's Hooper or, you know, uh, Fraser McWright or whatever that player is that everyone's like, oh, that's Fraser McWright. And pilfering balls at training and saying, oh, I'm McWright. You know, rather how we used to say mm-hmm. I'm McCaw or someone steps and says I'm Quade Cooper. Like, you know, they're saying like, oh, Lolaseo because he does this freakish thing or whatever it is. We've really lost that in our identity as a, a bit of a culture. So hopefully this can be the year from the Wallaby set up. Eddie Jones can lead that and the players can capitalize in it because everything is – Everything is aligning for us to have the best year possible. We don't really, on our side of the draw, just results-wise, it's aligning for that as well. So, um, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, big year. We um, the challenge, the challenge got put to the podcast actually um, by by a friend of the show, uh, Lee Sullivan, um, former administrator of the Central Coast Competition. Uh, Sully, uh, he said you should get Eddie Jones on. Why not ask him to come and uh, jump on the podcast? So what we might do is is I might send Eddie Jones uh, the B&B International 15 for what we ran a, a couple of years ago and uh, just let him know the rich history and, and success of, of fantastic rugby players we have on the Central Coast. We'll see if we can't get the um, the National Coast to, to join this humble little podcast. What do you reckon our chances are, pal? Mate, I, I reckon we'll be too busy for him. Um, that's, <laughs> that's kind of at the stage we're at. Let's send it to him. Let's see how we go. Email 100%. him, whatever we can, see if we get him on. I mean, what's to lose? Worst case scenario. We'll give it a go. Worst case scenario, we're in the same shitty predicament we are in now. <laughs> so, there's no problem with that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we're in for a big year. I think it's, but I think it's a, a pivotal year, and I think if we, if the whole Eddie experiment turns to shit, I think uh, it's all. Awesome Mate, we've got him for five years. Yeah, I, I, but this is the year that you can push like just imagine for example you win a world cup australia's in the forefront of people's minds and then all the rug- rugby unions in the forefront of people's minds that is an attractive thing you know for sponsors for everything it, it turns the tide on everything but if he falls to shit this year and even if we're losing against these teams like wales and england uh, you know obviously good sides but we should be beating them so that's the, beautiful the thing about it, beautiful thing about it freddie uh freddie jones is he can't lose this world cup doesn't matter what what happens. Yeah, he can't lose. In regards to well, it wasn't his team. He's only just taken over. Yeah, um, and he'll just do what he can. 
the great thing for Eddie Jones and the thing that sucks for Dave Rennie, if Eddie Jones, if Australia do do well at the World Cup, it'll be, oh, how good's Eddie Jones? He's a genius. He's the, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, he, you know, he can't, he can't, he can't lose. So good luck. And I think for all of Australia, we hope Eddie Jones and the Wallabies do well. All right, mate. Season launch. There we go. Yeah, Season this launch on this Sunday, mate. Tell us about it. Well, mate, it's a little bit of a different setup this year. Uh, we're at the Wallara Bay Recreation Club on Sunday, and it's a bit of a, a, a stand-up as we get moving away from the formalities of the sit-down meal and, and uh, I guess, a, a guest speaker as such. So it's going to be a little bit It'll be less formal, if you will, uh, but it'll still be a great opportunity to for everyone and the clubs and the rugby community to get together and start off with a season, you know, launch the season. Um, seems a little bit strange with our timing, but obviously with the, the redraw that needed to happen and and the the fact that we could not, I guess, change, uh, find another venue, that's uh, Warra Bay is where we're going to be. And so this Sunday... If you don't know anything about it or you're not sure what your club's doing, get in contact with your club person. Uh, every club is represented. Stand around. We have a bit of a chat and get together, have a refreshment, have a bit of a chin wag, and uh, it's going to be a great day. One thing I do ask, and I, I ask this from a representative from every club who listens to the podcast, can you do me a favour? Can you message uh, us through our socials, B&B, um, we're on Instagram and, and Facebook. Can you message us some interesting club statistics so uh we're going to rattle through a few of those uh as uh we are as the presenters or hosts or mc i believe is the official title mc uh mc bnb yeah probably shouldn't have told that too early we might numbers might drop but we want to rattle off we want to rattle off a few statistics about your individual clubs and, and players within your individual so for example most capped player for your club yeah, that can be male, and I'd love to get the most capped female player for your club. We saw last year a lot of women were starting to knock over 50 caps for their clubs and playing in, uh, for their respective clubs, so that would be great. Uh, even if it goes back as far, um, so for example, I know the Lakes uh, used to have, when the women's had a 15s competition back in the early 2000s, or real early 2000s, yeah, that some of those women's records might still stand today. I'm not too sure, but I'd love to know... Um, some club statistics if you can get that through to us here at the podcast we can share that with the broader rugby community at the season launch and that will be driven by you so a plea for those listeners uh, or pass that information on to a club representative who can then get that information to us yep 12 to 4 p.m this sunday at wallara bay so um yeah if you're unsure about it ask a representative from your club i think it's tables of 10 from each club so it'd be good to see as many people as possible there um, it'll be a good catch up and just a it's a nice Sunday other drink there at uh Wallara Bay as well. It is great little spot there, it's fantastic. So be good. We'll see you there. All right, mate. Wrapping us up. Sponsor Short one this week. Short one yeah. this week. But the sponsor spotlight now. This is the part if you're a viewer, this is where it's gonna be a bit funny because we haven't quite worked out how to do the whole thing yet. So this will be gold, solid gold. This will be all right. So, who's our sponsor like this week? We'll go the overlay at the top, mate. How's it? <laughs> <laughs> How good that? Go. So, exquisite exterior cleaning. So, 
Uh, you want to tell us about it, Barthy? The great man has got on board. Oh, the great man, uh, commonly known as Carl Vlahoff, uh, as we like to affectionately uh, refer to him as, one of the great Australian basketballers. No, he's come on board. Carl's come on board uh, outstandingly uh, from the Gosford Club, uh, who's offered to obviously help us out with our bills, and he's come on board. So as you can see there on your screen, for those of you who aren't watching us on YouTube, exquisite exterior cleaning. So he does everything, commercial, industrial, you name it. If it needs a good gurney and a clean down, Carl's your man. So he does have all the socials, so you can jump on board, uh, have a look at his socials, get in contact through him via, via them, but also, most importantly, support the businesses that are supporting this humble little podcast, and he's allowing us to go out to the community, push the game that we all love, and uh, we very much appreciate and thank him for his support and his business's support. We've also got a weekly little, um, well, what, what are we going to call it? A weekly little segment in regards to exquisite exterior cleaning, but uh, you'll know more about that when the season's underway. And let me tell you, I'm not sure if you want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi there. God, that's ugly, isn't it, chucking the whole It is. It is. So, uh, mate, I'll tell you what, it's going to be, what are we, we're four weeks out. Uh, we're looking strong. It looks like they're going to be into the competition. So that's going to be outstanding. We have nine Premier One teams, Premier One, Premier Two. We're going to have seven women sides. Um, the President's Cup will be sort of run how it will be, but I think seven sides as well. So there's still a lot to look forward to and a lot to be excited about the Central Coast competition. It may have been delayed a little bit. Uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for those players who are a little bit underdone who wouldn't have been ready to go and uh, you know, this week or next week. Yeah, those those extra two or three weeks could be massive for a club in regards to getting their players' fitness levels up, attracting a few more players. Uh, so, mate, I'm excited. It's going to be a great year, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and hopefully next week as well, we can have the full draw out and we can sort of strip down that draw as to you know what it looks like, some matchups for for round one, etc. So, uh, plenty to look forward to um, over the next couple of weeks, but. 15th of April is the round one kickoff. And this weekend, we will have the season launch. So get down to Waller Bay, 12 to 4 p.m. Uh, and obviously, sign up to Strava, the B&B Bitch and Bash. Add one of us and uh, and we'll add you to it. A gruesome case for your club. And um, yeah, that $500 in the bar for the f- round one is going to be good. So uh, that'll do us for this week's episode. See ya! <laughs>